You are listening to the Aim to Win in Business and Life podcast with Tony Coleman-Brown, where we believe that in life, you're either winning or learning, but never losing. So let's get ready to win with Tony Coleman-Brown. In this episode of the Aim to Win in Business and Life podcast, I interview Pastor Melanie Kirkland-Turner, also known as Pastor Mel, and she gives her perspective on what to do when things in life don't necessarily go your way. I believe that in this episode, you'll find it to be motivating and inspiring. So get ready to learn and get ready to win right now. Well, first, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where you're from. We, you know, I know you're from Boston. You know, let us know a little bit more about you and, and what's going on with you. Okay. Well, good evening, everyone. My name is Pastor Mel, and as Tony said, I'm from Boston, Mass. Um, I am a pastor. I've been ordained. I am a licensed and ordained pastor um, for about four and a half years now. I'm married for 20 years to my husband. My anniversary is actually, oh my gosh, in two days, I will be married Yay. for 21 years to my husband. Yay. I have three daughters, 26, 25, and 11. I have a granddaughter who's three. Um, and I love God. I love God. I love his people. I love to share the message of the gospel, which to me is a message of hope. It brings hope and it brings inspiration, which is something that we are desperately in need of in the times that we're living in. And despite the times that we're living in, I am not without hope because I know that Jesus is the answer. He is my hope. And so I'm just excited to be a vessel, to be used by him, to bring hope and inspiration and encouragement to his people and to just build them up in their faith. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us a little bit more about your book, The Balanced Believer, because I, you know, I've been reading it and I think that it's just an on-time message, especially, you know, for me right now, because sometimes (laughs) I find myself getting stuck, feeling like I just can't move, feeling overwhelmed. Like yesterday was a prime day. It was, you know, a day that I, I had planned to get a lot done. And I wanted to, mm-hmm. I didn't put a lot of things on my to-do list, but I did have about four things on my to-do list. I think I did two. I think I replaced the other two with two other things. But eventually, you know, I got moving and I started making things happen. But what do you tell people who feel stuck and who may feel a little bit depressed and who may sometimes feel like they can't move in life because they're feeling overwhelmed. What do you tell those people? Well, one of the things about being a balanced believer is, you know, having balance in our life. And so oftentimes the book was written for women like yourself and like myself, women in leadership or women who just juggle so many roles. We have so many balls in the air where we're wives, we're mothers, we're, you know, we're entrepreneurs, we're pastors, we're leaders. And we do all of this while still working a full-time job. So we got all these different balls in the air. We got all these different things going on. And it's easy to come to become overwhelmed with all of these different things going on. And I think as women, I think that we're looking at the big picture 
Mm-hmm. And I think that we look at everything that we have to do. And when you look at the big picture and you, when you look at everything that you have to do, it's easy to become overwhelmed because we're sitting here like, oh, my God, I got to go to work after work. I got to go to the supermarket. I got to cook dinner. I got to do homework. I got to run to a meeting. I got to make some time to write my book. I got to, you know, work on my message. I got to work on my business. And when you think about all of that, who wouldn't get overwhelmed? And so what I like to say is get your, set your priorities in order. Set in first things first. You know, the, ba- the Bible talks about in Matthew, the sixth chapter, it talks about worrying not for tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. And so what I like to do is from that scripture, what I like to think about is not, I don't want to sit and think about everything I have to do. I want to take everything I have to do and I want to put it in order, in order of priority, in order of importance, what is necessary. And then I want to just focus on that thing because if I do look at everything I got to do, I'm going to get overwhelmed and I'm going to worry like, oh my God, there's not enough time in the day. I can't get all of this done. I'm going to very easily become discouraged. And what a lot of people do is when they look at everything they have to do, they get discouraged and quit. Mm -hmm. And so if we just take one task at a time, one goal, one thing at a time to work on. You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, to everything there's a season. You know, but I think as women, we try to do everything in one season. Mm -hmm. So not everything needs to be done right now. I know we think it's all pressing. I know we think we need to get it all done now. But we can really sit down and think about what is most important. What do I need to give my time and attention to right now in this moment? And I'm going to focus on that, and I'm going to get that done, and then I'm going to move to the next task at hand. All right. All right. That's how we get it done, right? And I believe when we focus on one goal and we get something accomplished, mm-hmm. you have that sense of accomplishment and you feel good and you don't really feel defeated. But when you have so many different balls in the air and you're trying to get your hands in multiple different projects, when you got your hands in so many different projects, it seems like nothing ever gets done. So that's going to feed into the discouragement. That's going to feed into feeling like, oh, my goodness, I'm defeated. I'm a failure. I'm never going to make it. I can't do it all. But if I just focus on one assignment and I focus on one task, no matter how small you think that task is, I feel like the sense of accomplishment, getting that one thing accomplished, it makes us feel good about ourselves. We feel like we've got something accomplished off our to-do list or something checked off of our list, as opposed to being scattered so many different directions and we're ready to pull our hair out wondering, how in the world am I going to get all of this done? All right. All right. And you, you're teaching us how to get it done, right? I'm trying. Listen, <laughs> and you know, it's funny because sometimes I find myself slipping back into this pattern. And I'll say to God, oh, really? Like, did, I, did you not just give me a book on this? Did I not just write a book on this? And here <laughs> I am guilty of doing the very thing that you taught me in the book. But, you know, for me, everything that I preach Mm-hmm. Everything that I write, I'm a first partaker. So mm-hmm. this book, Balanced Believer, was written for me. Mm-hmm. So I have to first take those principles and apply them to my life because God said, hold up, some things are getting out of balance here. It's time that you got to bring some balance in your life. You know, you got to bring some order back to your life. And so even after writing the book, I find myself guilty. And I'm like, you know what? I need to go read that chapter again because I'm slipping over here. <laughs> and let me tell you something, the book, the book is good. And if you guys have not checked out Pastor Mel's book, go to Amazon and Google it, search it up on Amazon, Balanced Believer by Pastor Mel, Melanie Kirkland Turner, 
and you will be blessed because one of the things that really struck me is, and I believe it's chapter two okay. and chapter two, I believe is just written awesome <laughs> right now. And I'm, I'm in that season, but you talk about perseverance. Yes. And I love what you had to say about it because you said that it, you call it having steadfastness during a delay. Yeah, you know, we all know about delay, but not yeah. right. <laughs> but you know, I, I love how you talk about that, because you talk about how when you're in that period of delay, there are things that you should do. So Absolutely. tell the audience a little bit about that. Well, you said it right there. You know, we know about that delay because shameless plug for those of you who don't already know, we've already written delayed but not denied part one and part two. Mm -hmm. And I was one of the co-authors in part one. But oftentimes when there's delay in our life, we get frustrated and we get discouraged because we don't really understand that delay is not denial. And so sometimes when things don't happen in our time, you know, because we have this time frame, you know, we got our to-do list. We have our life all planned out. You know, by the time I'm 30, I should be married. I should have children. I should have this. We have these schedules that we set and we have these time frames. And when things don't happen in our time frame, we get discouraged and we feel like it's not going to happen. But we need to understand that God doesn't work on our time schedule. No, he doesn't. You know, God works on his own time and he knows the best time and he knows what's the right time for us. And so we have to learn to just wait on God. Mm -hmm. And while we're in delay, I, I talk about in the book, you know, how delay could be the waiting room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're prepared for the promise. See, because many of us have these promises over our life and we get excited about the promise, but we're not excited about the preparation or the process. See, because God's not going to release the promise if we're not ready for it. Go ahead. He releases the promise before we're ready for it. See, anything released out of time or if it's released prematurely, then we're not going to be able to handle it. We may mm -hmm. abuse it, we may misuse it, and we may lose it. And one of the things that God wants to do, because many of us oftentimes, we receive a blessing, but if we receive it before we're ready to handle it, we'll lose it. Mm -hmm. And the blessing is not just in receiving the thing, the blessing is in being able to maintain it and to keep it. We see many celebrities and many successful people who rise today and fall tomorrow. They got millions today and they're broke tomorrow because they didn't go through the process. They didn't allow God to prepare them in the waiting room. And so they got their blessing prematurely like the prodigal son. There's a story in the Bible about the prodigal son and he wanted his inheritance before his time and he got his inheritance and he squandered it mm -hmm. and he found himself in the pig pen and he had to go back to his father's house. See what happens is when we get our inheritance, when we get our blessing before we're ready for it, we'll squander it and we'll lose it. So we have to understand that while we're in the waiting room or while there's a delay, God is preparing us. It's in that time of delay that we need to exercise our our faith. You know, the Bible says that faith without works is dead. You don't really need faith until you need faith. Go we ahead. Walk around talking about we got faith when we got money in the bank. Mm -hmm. We walk around and we say that God is our provider when now we all our ducks are in a row. But mm -hmm. can you open your mouth and confess that God is your provider when you don't have a job, when you don't know where your money's coming from? When you Girl, don't know go ahead. That mortgage payment's going to be due? See, that's when you need your faith. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes God will allow us to go through these challenging situations so that he can strengthen our faith. 
Again, the Bible says faith without works is dead. See, faith is a muscle. It's like a muscle in the realm of the spirit. And yes. we have to exercise our faith. But you can't exercise your faith if everything is going good. You can't exercise your faith that God is a healer if you ain't never been sick. You can't exercise your faith that God is a provider if you ain't never needed him to provide. You mm. can't Exercise your faith that God is a way maker if you ain't never needed a way to be made. And I get it because many of us, we don't want to have to go through these situations where we have to actually exercise our faith. We don't want to go through challenges, but it's the challenges in life that cause our faith to grow, that causes us to grow, that causes us to really get a revelation of who God is. See, you can know that God is a healer because I shared my testimony with you, but God wants to know, God, God wants us to know him for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Jesus asked Peter, he said, who do men say that I am? And he said, but who do you say that I am? See, many of us got a testimony of who God is based on who your grandmama said he was. All right now. Said he was. But God wants to give you a testimony. God wants to give you a revelation. So you may have to go through some things. You may have to go without for a season. Mm -hmm. To understand that God is Jehovah Jireh. He is your provider. You may have to go through a time of testing to understand that like the three Hebrew boys, that God is a deliverer, that God is a way maker, that God will bring you out. See, you don't never know he's a way maker if you never needed a way made. See, it's time mm -hmm. out for living off the testimony of the pastor. It's time out for living off the testimony of your mama and your grandmother. God wants you to have your own testimony. That's the Bible right. says that we we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. God has given you a testimony. Somebody right now, you're in a situation and you feel like God is delayed and you feel like God has forgotten you. God's about to give you a testimony. I'm reminded of the story of Lazarus in the Bible. See, Jesus was good friends with Lazarus and he mm -hmm. had two sisters, Mary and Martha, and Lazarus died. And they sent word to Jesus that Lazarus was dead. And it says that Jesus delayed. Mm -hmm. at, the, at the hearing of his friend's death, he didn't drop everything and run to his side or to his sister's side, but it says that he delayed. And by the time Jesus got there, the sister said, by now, he's dead and stinking in the grave. If you would have came when you first found out, then maybe you could have did something. Now I'm paraphrasing, but the Bible lets us know that Jesus delayed so that they would see a miracle. Mm -hmm. Could mm -hmm. Jesus be delaying showing up in your situation so that you could see a miracle? Mm. Somebody may feel like Mary and Martha right now. You feel like Jesus if you would have showed up. Mm. You feel like Jesus should have came last year. You hmm. feel like he should have came last month or last night. And you feel like that situation is dead and there's no way to recover it. But Jesus is delaying so that you could see a miracle. Not just you, but those around were able to witness the miracle working power of God. Don't be discouraged because you're in a situation where God may be delayed. See, you think it's a delay, but he's going to be right on time. I know we think it's cliche that God may not come when we want him to, but he's always right on time. But I come to tell you today, Day. That is no cliche. God knows what you need and he knows when you need it. You need to hold on. Hold on to your faith. Trust in God. Exercise that muscle, that faith muscle, and believe God that he's an on-time God and that he's going to show up just when you need him to show up. He hasn't forgotten about you. He sees you in that situation. The disciples were on the boat in the midst of a storm and they were worried because the waves and the waters were raging and they thought they were going to die. And Jesus was sleeping in the stern of the boat and they woke him up and they said, Master, thou, dost thou carest not if we perish? 
See, many of you feel like Jesus is allowing the waves and the winds and the storms of life to blow against you. And you're mm -hmm. wondering, Jesus, do you see me in this thing? Do you care if I perish? And he right. said, oh, ye of little faith. That's right. And he rebuked the winds and the waves. I come to speak to your faith tonight. Mm -hmm. I come to stir your faith tonight to trust God. He sees you in the midst of the storm. And the same God that was able to speak to the winds and the waves and command the storms to stop is the same God today. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Trust him to speak to the storm. Trust him until he speaks to the storm that he won't let your boat tip over. He won't let you capsize. He won't let you drown. He won't let you go under. I know the boat is rocking. I know the water's splashing in the boat, but you will not be overtaken. You will not drown because Jesus is on your boat. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Sorry, I got a excited. Amen, girl. <laughs> I love it. When you get on fire, you get on fire. You got saying. Jesus. Somebody like, somebody share, somebody yes. comment, somebody say amen. Yes, God. You, somebody needs to hear that message. Yes. When you get on fire, girl, you get on fire. And Thank that's you. a right now yeah. message for a right now time because I know somebody out there is going through something Jesus. and they're experiencing their season of delay. Jesus. And we just want them to know, you, girl, they will not be denied. Thank you so much for listening to me and Pastor Mal on today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. This episode was brought to you today by the 7th Annual Small Business Bootcamp for Women taking place on October 20th of this year. We hope to see you there. Make sure to visit www.smallbusinessbootcampforwomen.com to secure your seat today. Thank you for listening to the Aim to Win in Business and Life podcast with Tony Coleman Brown. Please visit TonyColemanBrown.com for more information on this episode and get ready to win.